Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. How are you doing? How was your Easter holidays? I hope you had lots of fun with lots of chocolate eggs and fun times. Thank you for all the questions you've been sending in and I hope you've been listening to the podcast and reading your copies of Everything Under the Sun. I've just handed in book two, another 366 of your questions answered. And at the moment, Ladybird, who are publishing the book, are on the hunt for 12 amazing illustrators from all over the world to illustrate your questions and bring them beautifully to life, which is going to be really fun to watch happening. In the meantime, book one is already waiting for you on Amazon, online or in your favourite local bookshop or library. So go and check it out. I hope you love it if you haven't already got a copy. Now let's begin. Here is our first question. It's a super interesting one from Christopher in Germany. Over to Christopher. Hi Molly, I'm Christopher. I'm six years old. I live in Germany. I really like school. My question is, why do we think it's funny when people trip and fall down if they don't hurt themselves? Bye. Hi, Christopher. Thanks for such a great question. Well, it can be pretty funny if one of your friends trips over or your dad trips over or something, so long as they find it funny too and don't get hurt. (laughs) It's kind of strange though, isn't it? that we think it's funny when this happens. Why do we think it's funny when someone falls over? Well, I have a friend here to answer that question today. He knows all about it because his job is to be funny and make people laugh. His name is Tweedy. Tweedy is a clown and he's made me and my children and lots of people I know laugh a lot as a clown at Gifford Circus, which is touring around Oxfordshire, Gloucestershire and London and all the areas around there this spring and summer. And he also does his own shows, which are brilliant. And he's in a panto every Christmas. Here is Tweedy to tell us why it's so funny when people fall over. Over to Tweedy. Hi, I'm Tweedy. I'm a clown and I'm here to answer Christopher's great question of why do we find it funny when someone trips and falls over? Well, there's a few reasons it's funny. One is it's a surprise. And surprises generally are always funny. A bit like when you play peekaboo with a baby, you go peekaboo and every time you appear, it's a surprise and they find it funny. Two, people generally look very silly when they trip and fall. Like that, they pull all sorts of funny faces and they lose all their dignity. And three, it's a relief when we realise they're not hurt. So go, oh, there's a big let out of air. You go, oh, phew, it's okay. And that too helps you relax. And it's very funny. A build up the tension and then a release of tension. And that's why we find it funny when someone trips and falls over. Thanks so much, Tweedy, for your brilliant answer about falling over. Now we can laugh when people fall over and understand why we do it. So long as they're also laughing too and haven't hurt themselves or they're not feeling really sad and annoyed. So long as they think it's funny too, it's pretty okay to laugh along. 
Thank you, Christopher, for the very interesting question, and I hope that answers it. Thank you, Tweedy. Now, Tweedy, the clown, spends his summers with Gifford Circus, who have lots of amazing circus horses. So our next question is about horses, and it comes from Emmeline. Over to Emmeline. Hi, I'm Emmeline, and uh, this is my pony, and I'm nine years old, and I live in Norway. My question is, why can't horses stop throw up? Hi, Emmeline. Well, thank you for such a good question. I didn't even know that horses can't throw up, but now I do, and I know why. Well, it turns out that horses can't throw up because of the way their bodies are made. Horses' stomachs and their esophagus, which is the tube that goes down from your mouth to your stomach, they're joined together in a funny angle. The angle is lower than in most other animals, and this means that vomit can't travel up and out of a horse's mouth. It would just get stuck. Also, the esophageal sphincter, which is inside the esophagus, this is a little sort of trapdoor that opens and closes, allowing things to pass through or not pass through. It's much stronger in horses than in most other animals. So it doesn't really open if something goes upwards. That makes it difficult for it to open under backward pressure from the stomach. So food really only goes downwards through an esophagus in a horse, not back up because of this sphincter or trapdoor inside it, which blocks the vomit from coming up to a horse's mouth. Another reason is horses have got a weak vomiting reflex. What this means is that the messages that travel along pathways from their body to their brain, telling them to be sick if they eat something really bad, is very poorly developed in horses compared to other animals. So all these three reasons are why horses can't throw up, which you might think is good because being sick is disgusting. However, what it does mean is that if a horse eats something it can't digest or is bad for it, then it can't throw up. And that can be a bit of a health problem for a horse. So if you have a horse, you must make sure that it's eating all the right things and has a really healthy diet and it doesn't eat anything harmful. I'm sure you will, Emmeline, and I'm sure anyone who has a horse will do the same. Horses like to eat healthy, fibrous plants, so they don't usually have the need to vomit anyway. Now, did you know rodents can't vomit? Squirrels, beavers, mice, none of them can throw up. But lots of other animals do. Nearly every vertebrate, that's an animal with a backbone, we know of vomits. Fish, frogs, rabbits, birds, they all throw up if they eat something bad. Some animals, like cows, throw up food and then eat it again. Wolves vomit food they've eaten to feed their pups. Of course, we humans can throw up, and although it's really horrible when it happens to us, it's a useful way for our bodies to get rid of dangerous things that can make us unwell. So if it happens, like if you've eaten way too many sweets, I'm sorry. It's horrible, but hopefully you'll feel better once it's happened and you've brushed your teeth and had a big glass of water and something nice to take the horrible taste away. I hope that answers your question, Emmeline, and thank you for sending it in. Now we've had one question answered by Tweedy the Clown, so our next question is about a different type of clown. A clown fish. 
It comes from Alex. Over to Alex. Hi, my name is Alex and I am seven years old. My question is, why a clown for stripey? Well, thank you for this great question, Alex. Clownfish are those beautiful orange fish that were made very famous by the film Finding Nemo, in which Nemo and his dad are both clownfish. If you ever get to go snorkelling or scuba diving, you'll see them swimming around sea anemones, sort of looking up at you and gulping. They're really cool to look at. Anemones are animals that live in the ocean. They kind of look like flowers, but they're actually animals. Now, clownfish are stripy for several reasons. The primary reason is that their stripes make great camouflage. This means it helps them to blend in with their surroundings so that things that might want to eat them can't see them. A clownfish's stripes help the clownfish blend into their surroundings. They live in sea anemones, which have stinging tentacles that can be harmful to most other fish, but not clownfish. The stripes of the clownfish look a bit like the tentacles of the anemone, especially from a distance. So this helps the fish avoid being attacked by predators because it camouflages in the anemone so other predators can't really see it and don't come towards it to try to eat it. So the clownfish stripes are there to protect them. Their stripes do a little more than this. They also allow clownfish to recognise each other. It's kind of like our faces and voices allow us to recognise each other and know who we are. Clownfish all have different stripes, so one fish can tell another clownfish apart by the different stripes on their body. It helps them figure out who is who. They also help clownfish communicate. Hello. Clownfish are sociable creatures and live in groups called anemone fish communities. The stripes help them recognise other members of their group. So they can do things like hunt together and decide who to mate with. So clownfish stripes are important for their survival and their social life. I hope that answers your question, Alex. Thank you for sending it in. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to the wonderful Tweedy the Clown for his brilliant answer about laughing. If you're in England over the summer, get booking some tickets for Gifford Circus. I've got mine. Also, a big thank you to Emmeline, Alex and Christopher for this week's questions. Remember, if you have a question you would like answered on the show, do send it in to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. There's more info about how to do that on the show's website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. You can follow me on Twitter at Molly Oldfield, Instagram at Molly Oldfield Writes, and the podcast is on Instagram with lots of your videos asking questions at, at everythingunderthesunpod. So ask your grown-ups to follow along so you can see each other's lovely faces asking questions. Do get yourself a copy of the book, Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year from your nearest bookshop, library or online. Have a wonderful week filled with lots of laughter, clowning around and hopefully no throwing up. I'll be back next week answering more curious questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Thank you and goodbye.